quite bad. Thank you for coming in from your yard work to enjoy a happy hour with me. Yes, yes. And I was, no, I was drinking a beer and talking to the construction worker who tore out the middle lane of our three-lane road in front of our house mm. with a with a machine that was so big and so brutal that it literally I had things falling off the second-story shelves as he banged and broke the concrete like and a, dug it up. Like a dinosaur walking down the street. Like boom, boom, and boom. Imagine this, that they cut the space where they pulled out the blacktop. They cut the space with this giant saw that was four and a half, five foot tall on wheels that a man pushed without an OSHA recommended mask on, I might add, and pushed it up and he cut the concrete and asphalt down all the way to the dirt. With those lines cut, mm-hmm. a mammoth machine, a mammoth machine with mm-hmm. tractor wheels, uh, track wheels on it like a tank, fits exactly in there. Well, it's so close that when he's going backwards with his giant claw and he's banging and he's digging up the concrete between the two four-foot-deep cuts, bam, bam, rip it up, truck full, another truck behind him, going up the street, 180 feet of this a day, pulling it up, digging it down, 20 feet, laying in new three-foot, four-foot, four-foot black sewage pipe. 20 feet deep. Hooks the sewage pipe together. And then trucks come, bulldo- or uh, big, huge dump trucks come full of special dirt and sand, and they have a bulldozer that also is small enough to fit within that gap mm-hmm. and buries it back up and then fills special it dirt. full of stone and dirt so you can cross over it. There's a hole, then there's a crossover and a hole. They did, and they're doing 180 feet of this a day. That huge machine that is clawing and digging up that stuff, roll, bush. It fits so tight in that in that area that the giant traction squeak up against the asphalt and the concrete to a pitch that is so loud. It's like you've listened to a fucking crazy. I don't know if you've, you've heard an airplane take off probably and close enough to make your ears hurt. The only thing louder than that is a pig screeching, which will pierce your eardrums. I know I carried a pig squealing that loud. Eighty five hundred pound pig into an arena to sell it. And that pig was screaming so loud that it might have as well have pierced my eardrums. It was an unhappy, unhappy moment. But back to the story of the squealing. I want to go back to the pig. That, yes. yes. That is what. So the boom, 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 and then squeaking, and then boom, boom, and then just clean it up, finishing it up, walking up. So I was having a beer out there, talking to the dude that drives the thing. Yeah. Who we talked throughout the day. I'm out there with my coffee. How you doing? You know, it's, it's good. You know, this I'm sure, guy, I'm this sure they guy, like having having men in their in their bathrobes out there. No, I wouldn't have my bathrobe. I'm, I'm dressed. I'm in my slippers, but I am dressed. Huh. And and this dude who drives this remarkable bulldozer, that the front of the bulldozer swerves in front of the seat where he sits on the main train. That's a four wheel train, and so with the, the the wheels that turn, he can make that bulldozer do a ninety degree turn. And he scoops up dirt. It's it's an, it's it's enormous. It's it's the top of this thing is thirty five feet tall. It's seventy feet long. It has a bucket that you could lift a car up with. And he's on this little stretch of road in the third lane of my three lane. Mm-hmm. And he is scraping shit dirt up, putting it in the hole so the bulldozer can plow it. He's going so fast. He's like got it opened up, and he is scraping. 
the last remnants of the dirt and sand off the good lane where he's been working before he moves on. And when he leaves to go backwards up that lane, which is all blocked off, obviously, mm -hmm. he opens it up. He's doing, he's doing 20, 25 miles an hour on this thing. And this is all happening directly in front of my house. So while I, they're out there, I'm, I'm adding stone to my stone fence. And so there's camaraderie. Mm -hmm. We're both wearing work boots and, and gloves. And I'm working harder than, than most of them are. But what, what, a, what a skill set. What an amazing skill set. Yeah, like muting your phone for a yeah, fucking podcast. Like. <laughs> what a skill set. So the that's got to be, you got to be really in the zone and concentrated, I would imagine, to be moving such heavy machinery around that quickly and totally that accurately. Like, he shows he, so much focus. He, and this dude is wired tight. He's a, a, a Mexican dude. Spanish uh, speaking anyway, a little short, wiry dude, big work boots, long hair, and I'm watching him, and I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe what he's, I'm, he's right in front of me, right. this is 20 feet away, this is happening, like panoramic, I mean, it, it was like, God, I hope it doesn't tip over, I mean, say 20 feet away, he could, he could reach over and like, scratch your nose if you, if you asked him to, uh, maybe 40 feet, more like 40, 40, 50 feet, actually, yeah. I'm exaggerating, but anyway, he saw me, he saw me watching him, and he like, raised his eyebrows up and down, like, Pretty cool, huh? <laughs> but anyway, he shows up this morning while I'm out there talking to the dude who, who's who's working the steam shovel, the huge screeching steam shovel. A huge dude, huge guy. <laughs> and this guy jumps out of this beast that he drove up the 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 two uh, prong, I don't know, the rotating giant bulldozer. And he says, I don't know what the fuck they want me to fucking do today. They want me to be fucking here. They want me to be fucking there. I wish they'd just make up their fucking mind. And he kicks the dirt and he jumps back up in his fucking rig and he in reverse and just steams off. And I and and they, that's quiet. That sounds like a job to me. Steam shovel guy hasn't got in his cranked up his machine yet. He's so it's quiet for a second. And I looked at him and I said, He sounds like he's a little fucking pissed off. <laughs> and he thought that was pretty funny. And, and, oh God. So anyway, that was my, yeah. So that's, that's going on out there. It's really cool to see the engineering and, you know, when the supervisors show up and what the goals are, they have, you know, 180 feet average a day. Doing, and they're doing something stunning. that like, like without the machines, if, if you just had dudes with shovels, that would take you a week a to year. go five feet. Yeah. Oh, a year oh. to go. Yeah. So imagine this. So not too long ago, they dug a similar trench. A hole, actually, and kind of a, a more of a hole than a trench, but a rectangular trench. They went down about uh, 15 feet, mm -hmm. right? Used machinery to dig it out, and they have they have a machine that when when the the backhoe can't you know get much more out or or churns it all up, mm -hmm. they have two machines. They have one machine that is this giant wand that's very light, must be aluminum. It's about six feet long, and out of the front of it pours an enormous amount of water. And the man who runs that wand, which is strapped to him like a harness, so he can he can work it kind of one hand, there is a vacuum that is eight-inch diameter hose that also has a handle. And when you take that vacuum and put it in the dirt where the man is pouring the water, it sucks up the water and the dirt and creates a hole in seconds. Wow. There's no digging. It's turning it into oatmeal and sucking it out and putting it in the back of a truck. And when the truck's full, it goes, one man making the hole. And so they stopped when they found a pipe running horizontal to my house, which was my water line. And they were doing this everywhere, and they were placing the water lines 
which some were steel and therefore dangerous, with copper. When they dug the hole and they found the pipe, I said, well, so what are you going to do to pull that pipe out? Are you going to dig up my yard and lift it out? He said, oh, no. Watch and this. I said, well, are you going to dig a trench Hold behind you and pull it out and cut it? He said, no. And then he wheeled over a machine that was Did it like roll it into a spool? Did it yes. bend it into a... Into a yes. Wow. A huge a big machine hooked spiral. to it and rolled into a spool, which you then drove up the street and unhooked for a, a jitney to come by, lift it up, put it in a truck with eight others and carry it away. And it took two men. Wow. And then the pipe that went in, copper, I think went in much You can't do that way. in the reverse. Like, you could it's pull out a... You can unspool a thing and have it turn out straight and go through a straight hole. Well, I believe that I'm right about this. That yes, with copper, it may have to be a certain temperature uh, for it to be able to, which I'm sure would be an engineering requirement. Yes, you know, a heated, uh, a heated copper pool that you had to use gloves. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm conjecturing. But our our engineering, anyway, the whole point. Machine, our engineering right? listeners can write in and tell us what what the temperature of copper pipe should be for unspooling. Or spooling. We, same, same. I mean, spooling we, unless you want. You, we should have before the story started. We should have given a spooler alert. Because <laughs> I, for one, didn't know that was coming. First point of cleverness for the whole, for the show. That's great. I love these moments. <laughs> I love these moments. Although your and your timing is pretty impeccable. Here's a story for you. You know, I got I got lists of stuff I got to do every day, and I'm kind of doing this, doing that. I got to fit an hour and a half nap in there. Somewhere where I lay around and read and fall asleep a little while, a little siesta, and I got to go to Amen. the cleaners. And so I've had stuff in my. Did you go to the dry fall. cleaner? Oh, tell me about this. So I, I go, <laughs> I go, and I get out. I'm wearing a and I'm wearing an N9 mask, <laughs> and um, you know I'm all prepped. And I go in, and the man who's about six two, maybe a little heavyweight, dark curly hair, no facial hair khakis a little overweight maybe and he's on the phone he doesn't have a mask on so i go within about 10 feet and and stay there and of course i have i have to over we're the only two people in the store i have to overhear what he's saying and i hear him say i i know that i know that but there's nothing that i can do about it i what you're saying happened to your pants just didn't happen that didn't happen and there's nothing that I can do. This is above my pay grade. And I'll and, and no, I'm not going to send you to a manager because a manager is just going to tell you what I'm doing. We're not going to replace your $900 pair of pants. We're, and I'm sorry. I know. I know. And he starts to look at me with a look that he's like, he's getting pissed. And at first he looks at me without looking pissed. First thing he looks at me and he says, he, sorry, I'll, you know, I'll get right. right. Mm -hmm. So take a minute and I'm fine. I'm like, thumbs up. I got nowhere to go. And, and then he and then having made contact with me as it goes on and his colors rising a little bit, he's he's kind of looking at me and looking like he's pissed. And then he says, you know, he says, listen, we did not turn your black pants gray. You brought them in black. You got them back black. It didn't happen. This conversation, it didn't happen. It just and, and then, yes, I know, it didn't happen. So I'm thinking, he's, he's, he seems to be under control. But then the conversation's over, and he slams the phone down like he's fucking Michael Jordan doing a fucking slam jam. I thought he was going to break the old-style phone. And he backs up about 10 feet and yells, like, really loud, 
just like, oh, God damn it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it when they called me. And I was nice to them. And I let them take their pants. And he's just out of it. Right. I back up a little bit. He calls. I might come back tomorrow. Gets his mask, puts his mask on. But, but it's just, and I said, well, you know what they say? No good deed goes unpunished. He says, all right, what do you got? What do you got? We do our, we do our transaction. It was, it was when he slammed that phone down, I've got to admit to being startled. So the expression, I was back on my heels, was actually true. I stumbled a bit backwards and I knew that the, the, the potential uh, shouting, which could produce 20 feet of spores, I was thankful that for whatever reason, unlike I don't always do, I had on my N95 mask, mm-hmm. which I don't always, sometimes I wear a scarf, a good scarf, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, not an N95 so there I was, and it was like, you know, that's the thing. I didn't touch anything. I left the stuff. And with with mobile with mobile phones now, with our smartphones, you don't get that ability to slam it down like we used to have with our with the with the old phones. It's like it's like you're angry and you're like tapping at the screen yeah. to tap 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 to, to oh, turn off the hang up the call. With, you can throw it. Yeah, I bet you could skip one pretty far. Huh? I bet you could skip one pretty far on a lake. They're sort of flat. Skip what? A smartphone. Oh, I lost. I lost the train of thought there for a moment. I bet you I was, could, you could, my eyes tilted back in my head. I don't know why. Yeah, and you probably your could. mental heels. Yeah, well, you'd hold like a like a, like in the corner. Yeah, and wing it with my wrist. That's what I would think. The bigger ones would be better. Yeah, but you don't. I, I've tried. I've tried that in a toilet bowl a couple of times, and it didn't work out. You don't want an iPad. You don't want in a toilet. You want to do it, you know, after you've defecated and flushed the toilet, not getting up from defecation. Then you're faced with a pretty shitty dilemma. Yeah, that's a touchscreen you don't want to touch because it's got the poop emoji all over it. Got a shitty attitude. It's your fucking problem. Plus, you get shit for brains. You're clever. So, I told you the story before of growing up when we used to stand around drinking our... Uh, a quart bottles of, of beer and yeah, insulting your, each other. Okay, yeah. guys insulting each other. Yes, we that, that's just, on that's on the record. Yeah, it is. And, and that uh, God, that's the pitching quarters. Oh, remind me what pitching quarters is. You you're up against a building, a brick building that has a concrete walkway around it. Uh-huh. So it's a really nice, clean, solid corner of all brick and concrete material. And you stand a certain number of feet away, and you pitch a quarter. From that distance, and the quarter, which is closest to the wall, scoops up all the other quarters. And if there's a tie, everybody does it again. So if you've got six guys against the wall of a school building, mm-hmm. pitching quarters, or eight guys, I mean, it's a couple of bucks. Like a good way to spend an afternoon. Yeah. Well, at night we'd go and drink and pitch quarters, and if you left the if you left the the, the, the circle, talking the eights. I think it's called in some. Uh, we never called it that, but I've read something about calling it hmm. the eights. Not sure, what that means anymore? Maybe I made it up. Maybe I dreamt it. Yeah. Are you Maybe. familiar with the with the thing that the that the young people are doing now with flipping water bottles? No. You take a a plastic water bottle that's half or a little bit less full of water, and the idea is you have to flip it up so that it flips in the air and then lands and stays standing up. Wow. And it's one of these things that is. Difficult enough that it that you're not gonna that it's that it's that it's hard, but easy enough that every thirtieth time you are able to achieve it, and it it has that 
it has that frequency of reward that makes it sort of an addictive hobby. And then, you know, some people practice it more than others and then they can, and then, you know, they can seem to do it more often and et cetera, et cetera. So and then a, they'll take it on the road and it'll be part of their act. Jugglers, yeah. for example, would be good at that. You would think, yeah. It's a matter of, I mean, like, How many golf, turns? like golf or horseshoes no, or anything. It's a matter no of, it's a matter only of the, one turn? the muscle memory and knowing how to, in the angle it needs to be to most likely stay standing up or whatever. But, you know, it's one of these harmless, turns? it's one of these harmless activities that, you know, it's kids playing with trash, basically. Like it's, Is there a minimum it's a, number of turns? I don't know if throw. there are even rules. It's sort of, it's a thing you can do by yourself if you're bored, or it's a thing that I guess you can take turns doing. But film everyone in case you do it? Oh, yeah, of course, of course. So there are, of course, all these videos online of people doing... The craziest ones are people bouncing ping pong balls. Like you set up like two different... Like, oh, a, frying, yeah, like yeah, a frying pan yeah. and another pot, and you bounce it off of one and then the other and then into a cup. And I've seen that. Yeah, so that's a, that's a common enough thing. And that's a thing, that's a thing where you film yourself for, you know five hours doing it and you get one and then you like cut it down to that 10 seconds and you're like, Oh, look how cool I am. I can do this. There's this crazy gross team mascot that comes out of a city and I'm drawing a blank on which one, but it's made a lot of news because it came out and people wrote about it and said, what the fuck? It was like called Grotsky or I, I don't, maybe it's a hockey team mascot. You'll probably remember it. It went viral. Yeah. But he does. He does that ping pong ball thing. And it's astounding what he, what, what he does i saw it like if you can do it in front of a crowd in like on command that's that's pretty impressive well we don't know that wasn't so much the case this was a video so no it was a COVID 19 yeah in in that sounds like that sounds like a thing you saw in john oliver that sounds like the sort of thing that he would oh oh yeah yeah i think so yeah that's my guess i think so i caught up to a huge cultural phenomenon this past week I saw the movie that they put out of Hamilton, the musical. Oh, wow. Have you seen Hamilton? I, no, but I know a lot about it. Right. It's, it's, it, it's been super famous for like five years, and everyone is, you know, everyone that sees it is just madly in love with it, and like so few people hate it. And like I heard about it, and I listened to the soundtrack once and was like, I don't really get it. This is weird. The whole idea of, you know, rapping about the founding fathers to me was like, yeah, yeah okay, whatever. Right. You know, what? and and like, yeah, great. I'm progressive. I love that the founding fathers are played by black people. And that's kind of edgy, interesting. But then this past week, I I got the movie from because it was released on Disney. Disney released it of the original cast. It, it was like recorded four years ago or whenever when they were still doing it in on Broadway. And but it wasn't a live broadcast of a Broadway show. It was a movie. No, no, no. It was no. It was a recording of an actual broadcast of an actual Broadway performance. performance. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. But it was so. It was in all the same ways that watching sports on TV is better than watching it when you're there, like because they can zoom in on the people's faces and cut when you need to change. Right. When you, like in a play, you have to know where to look to see what you know. Normally, they're pretty good about making it obvious where you need to look in a, in a play, but here it was. It was well, a well-produced recording of a play. Oh, good. And I have to say, holy fuck. I, like within yeah. five minutes, I was like, "Okay, I get it. This is why everyone is so obsessed with obsessed with this. It's this so, is fucking it's so amazing. Great. It's just so the and so the quality of these recorded events. Scorsese is brilliant with the stuff that he produces. He's done Rolling Stones stuff. I think he did the band, et cetera. That it's that quality of, of it's, production. It's, it's very it's very high quality. It's it's 
it's it's better than if you had been there on Broadway right. in 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 the front fucking seat. Like it's better than that. Yeah. And I've got to get I got to get my access shit worked out here. In this anyway, house. it it was just crazy mind blowing. Like I I I pressed play. Like I waited for my kids to go to bed and, and I pressed play at like eleven eleven forty five at night, and I realized that I had to sit there and watch the whole thing. That was like two hours and forty five minutes. So I like I went to bed at two thirty in the morning. Because, there, done that. because I needed to finish the whole thing. And like that was a week ago and I can't stop thinking about it. Like the songs are in my head. It's just that amazing of a, yeah, of a creation. Just, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't wait. Anyway. Can't so, wait. so I was, I was always quite dubious about, you know, man, these, Hamil- these Hamilton people, if they really like this, you, this thing, they won't shut up about it. Or did, and did we speak about, you sent me a montage zoom that Hamilton players did. Yes, that was. Yeah, that was. We talked about that. That was a thing that John Krasinski. John Krasinski has his good. This is the good news that he started during the pandemic, and they called up this little girl who loves Hamilton, and all of the all of the 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 stars were were there on the call, and but like, but like I didn't I didn't I didn't recognize any of the stars. Like I know who Lin Manuel Miranda is, but the rest of them I I didn't really know. But now now I now I sure do. Was, they, was it one of the one of the players in that recently died of COVID? Was no, that another? no, there was a there was a Broadway a young Broadway person that died. But it wasn't uh, this. It, but wasn't, it, wasn't it wasn't Hamilton. No, just okay. other Broadway. Well, sorry for his loss. Yeah, well, it is 2020. It's an interesting, like, there's so much material now because there because it's a five year old cultural phenomenon. Like, there are so many words written and videos produced about Hamilton that. As a late coming yeah. fan, I can go and, and consume. Right, 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 right. But I've tried which, not to because that's which, just a deep, deep hole. Which now you're you're more able to appreciate what the fuck they're talking about. Right, exactly. Right. I mean, exactly. Yeah, but it's a so it's a thing. Like I, I wish I could, I wish I could share it with my family, but I don't I, I don't think they would get it. I don't think because well that's not for you to decide. But the it's it's a matter of the speed of the English delivered. That oh oh I think my both my kids uh, and my wife would have trouble. Stay right. following along, and also right. it's about history that Spain, they don't they don't necessarily know. Spanish. They, their my, language is Spanish, right? Right, and so like my wife doesn't know who Aaron Burr is or who George Washington. Like she knows he was oh. a president, but he doesn't. She doesn't know anything right. more about it because we don't. Aaron you know, you don't study other things. So it eventually I'm gonna show it to them, but at at first it might be a little off-putting, and like so one thing I didn't realize is there is no speaking. There's no it's. It's an entire musical. It, it is every single syllable happens on every night of the show at the exact same moment, which is another thing that blew my mind is that they are saying every syllable with the score, with the music at the exact moment, every single night. It's just perfectly timed, which like if if there's some dialogue or something in a play, like maybe somebody misses a beat or you do or something could change and you can recover from it because, you know, there's a little bit of improv going on but this, there's no improv in Hamilton it is yeah. 100% every single yeah. syllable is it has to happen right. at the moment that it has to right. which right. is just crazy. you know that you, that sparked a memory of I recently rewatched for probably the third time <clears throat> the post death Michael Jackson documentary of his development for the show that he never got to do because he died mm-hmm. and was struck by that exact thing Every moment spoken for, every nuance addressed. And what's fascinating about that documentary 
is that it explores that because there's footage Michael Jackson's interaction with musicians mm-hmm. and with the producer and with the whole cast, which is always like a when the whole cast is there, it's almost like a religious event. I mean, it's like, but when he is one on two or one on three with his musicians and talking to them about what he wants, and they are absolutely committed to giving him exactly what he wants, and they try it and they try it until he looks at them and he says, that's it. Do that. Well, and it's it's and, and so it's that that you've got to imagine in something like Hamilton, which I'm just which I haven't seen, obviously, but still it's that kind of a thing that you're describing where the person that is the director of that mm-hmm. has to have a skill set that in, in a particularly the ability to delegate, but to lead and to delegate in all manners of every part of the human being, because it's not just the, 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 the voice and the, the sound and the vision and all that. It's also the emotion and, yep. and the interaction of those emotions among the cast in two ways, both during the production, which is an absolute dedication, but also what happens off in interactions with people that might affect what's happening on stage. And it's grueling, Mm-hmm. Grueling, grueling, but what an effort! Exactly of 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 collaborative agreement. Could anything be more collaborative, right? Amen. In, and in, you know, in the in the truest sense, with leadership, collaboration requires leadership. That's what's often missing. Everybody gets together. Nobody knows whose meeting it is. It doesn't work. It's not collaboration. Exactly. You got to have some fucking formality to it. Roles, responsibilities. Amen. And not many people know this, but every single beat of this podcast has been scripted beforehand. And and luckily, I'm here to, to lead Dennis in. Sometimes he gets it wrong, and we have to do like seven takes. <laughs> did you did you find the did you edit the last episode yet? Did you find my closing reference? I have not made it to that because I had my well, computer woes, which I think well, we're in we'll the last episode. Another time. But yeah, so it's it's tough to nail all of these points that we set up in advance. And yes. To hit them, yes, like uh, automatopoeia in some circumstances. Like to poop, to poop. It's automatopoeia. That's that's to poop, to poop. We've we've gone over this. Automatopoetic. That's that's not what that word means. To poop. The word sounds like what it means. Okay, so poop is the word you're going for. That's the way it sounds when when you poop. That's automatopoetic. Put it up on the screen. Tell me I'm wrong. Chat with me on this. I know I'm right about this. No, I mean, onomatopoeia is a word like, is, does thrash make a noise? Like thrash. The, the he, typical, was, he was thrashing in the weeds. Thrash, thrashing. The, the typical like, typical example is is the no, is these sounds that animals make. Like a bee goes buzz, or a horse says nay, or... Not all horses say nay. Some will agree. Some are more agreeable than that. You can lead a horse to water, but he's often going to say nay. Ah, but you can make him drink. You know what you do? You get up on his head, Give him a bunch of salt. You jump up and down, and then that horse will go in that, and he'll drink that water. It's a proven fact. I saw a Western the other day. Check this movie. The minister, the Western town minister, yep. is played by Donald Sutherland, just absolutely in his fantastic all-black garb, and his western tie 
and his full gray beard and his full long wavy gray hair and his perfectly uh, suited preacher's black felt hat. He, and who should return? He looks a little bit like who you. Should who should return? Not not currently. <laughs> who should return to the homestead when he's in his late seventies, early eighties? But his son, who went away to war, and when he went away to war after the war, he didn't come back. Instead, he kept killing as a hired gun, and he came back, and his mother had died, and it was played by Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland. Indeed, this movie is called Forsaken. We'll put a link in the show notes at happyhour.fm slash zero six eight. It seems we're up to. So the most the most wonderfully underplayed Kiefer Sutherland I've ever seen. I've never seen him in more of a controlled yet emotional performance as this. It, 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 my benchmark for him is is of course oh the Jack Nicholas Tom Cruise movie where he played the the, the, the corporal, perhaps, or was lieutenant the, who um, did Jack. The you Can't Handle the Truth movie? Yeah. All, all Good Men or something? Right. Yeah. Anyway. No, uh... Well done. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. A Few Good Men. A Few Good Men. There we go. Well, this, yes. this Forsaken movie was, was, was well after his performance in 24 as, you know, Jack Bauer. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, absolutely. A remarkable career, like the perfect age mm -hmm. for a role with his dad. And in some of the emotional moments when his dad and they fight and they argue about the war and the killing and this and that and the other, it's quite a remarkable. And in the moment that when the preacher is preaching in his wooden church and in the back door walks his son. And as he sees his son hat in hand, sit down in a bench and Donald Sutherland's tears of joy are so fucking remarkable. And Kiefer Sutherland's absolute head down, bowing, understated, perfectly attuned Apology. Or, look of being there, of just being there difference? in that moment. Not in, no, just, of immersion, right? of absolute immersion, of I'm here, I'm feeling it. And it just it's 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 amazing. And I went from there to Cold Mountain, which also had Donald Sutherland playing as a preacher in the same clothes, by the way, the same clothes. <laughs> well, the the 19th century preacher clothes were all pretty similar. Yeah. So yeah. Donald, Donald is 84 years old. His his children have the most weird names. Kiefer, Rossif and Angus. Just Angus. Holy Angus shit. Sutherland. Is that a character a Celtic a Celtic name? Look at find the uh, find the uh, the root in all the history of the name Angus. I bet you it's Celtic. Angus, your trust that stone much further than I said. Well, it is, it is a it is a traditional county of Scotland. So, yeah, uh, Angus given name. Here we go. Angus is a masculine given name in, in English. It's often anglicized form. It is an anglicized form of the Scottish Gaelic and Irish Angus, which is composed of Celtic elements meaning one and choice. Points for Dennis. Well done. Uh, you win. I guess. You have thrown that stone and I thought of animal Arizona before. Come on, they have a little contest. What? Then you got your Angus beef. Throw the stone. Throw the stone. You saw Braveheart mm. and, the, and the character, his name was Angus. Okay. And uh, Mel Gibson's character shows up 
back in Scotland at a party. He's been gone for 10 years, 12 years. And his boyhood friend, Angus, sees him and ends up knocking him out and punching him down on the ground. And they end up in a stone throwing contest. You know this? It sounds like it could have happened in that movie, yes. I don't recall that exact scene. What do you mean, could have? <laughs> it's like That sounds like a like masculine... So you hear this and you're not sure it's true. She's like, well... He, he, Look, he I trust you that up. it's true. I trust you that it's true. But if you're asking me to confirm that it's just, true, I cannot. Oh, okay. Well, the way that you said it, I was... It seems plausible. Know, my mind. Plausible stone throwing. Yeah, throw the rock. Yeah, throw that stone. Throw it just as far as you can. It's like you with your quarters. And and then and then the, the real... Do you remember this? So the contest was... How about if I stand still? And Can you hit me in the I head with a stone? Right. Kind of kill me with that rock. I remember that. Yes. And he missed. And then Mel Gibson's Braveheart character, you, you remind me of the name, William has a stone, yes, about the size of a half dollar and hits him square yes. in the fucking middle of his forehead and knocks him out. <laughs> I remember that. I Okay. I'm up, upgrading the, the likelihood that that is true to 99% now. That seems very familiar to me. Yeah, there's a difference. That's not what you mean. You mean 99% that you think it, that you might remember it, not 90% that it's plausible. Because no, no, no. that means there's a 1% that what I'm telling you isn't true. There's a difference between plausible, whether or not, not you think it's true and whether or not you remember it. It's aligning the, with my I, memory. It's 99% in alignment with your memory. That makes sense. I, I, I that believe that sense. it's true, but I'm not certain. Does that make sense? Well, that's true. Memory too. is a is a... It's a leaky sieve. Memory is a leaky sieve. It reminds me what I've got to give. And if I don't know what I've been told, give me a brewski. Oh, yeah. Last episode, we we forgot to do our, our segment of Wood Dennis Rather. I thought we could, oh. uh, we could try that again. We need a theme song, but yeah, we'll work on that. Got a workshop, the theme song. Dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> okay, Dennis, are you ready? Yes. Hands yes. on your buzzers. This one's dumb. Would you rather be average at everything, or be really good at one thing and below average at everything else? The latter. Be really good at one thing. I have to agree. I have to agree. Wow. Let's guess. Sixty-four uh, percent agree. Nope. Almost the exact opposite. 35%. Everyone else would rather be average at everything. Yeah, fucking average. They're so worried about their their failings that they'd rather, you know, come up to equal. Like, I don't know. The truth is that you can only be good at a couple things and you suck at everything else. But I guess average is, I don't know. It's that thing like where 90% of people think that they're above average. Like, okay, whatever. Well, it could be that they think that the latter is already true. Right. That they're exactly. already. Exactly. Right. That, that's, that's, that's the fallacy that people are making, I think. Okay. Right. Would you rather... Have world peace or have one billion dollars? World peace. Come on. Yeah, duh. That's stupid. God, only 48%? You fucking capitalist pigs. Jesus. Anyway, Jesus. Because they're fucking animals out there. I know, man. Well, we'll celebrate 48%, though. Who's using this app? Yeah, exactly. All right. Would you rather have eyes with automatic video recording or ears with automatic audio recording? Would you rather be eyes. able to... Eyes. Eyes. I'm, I, I think I got to go with eyes, too. You, you can't... So, are you familiar with the TV show Black Mirror? Have you heard of this? No. 
Oh my God. It's, it's by this British satirist, I guess. Like he had sort of a, sort of a comedy news show, not unlike the daily show where he did sort of comedy news. And, but like, he's always been really interested in, in culture and especially around technology. And there's this TV show called black mirror. There's a couple dozen episodes. There might be 16 episodes. They're like, they're each an hour long and they're each uh, individual little, little movies. And they go about, it's, it's sort of my favorite sort of science fiction where they take a thing that is like super cutting edge high tech right now. And they, and they imagine what if it went a little bit further? That's the thing that Michael Crichton always did in his novels. Yeah, right. You know, with uh, Jurassic Park, you know, what if we could actually make the dinosaurs? Yes. Um, Yes. Right. And so he does this, but with different sort of tech things, like one of them is what if after your loved one died, there was a service that you could pay that would examine all of their text messages that they've ever written, every social media post, everything that they've ever written, email and everything, and then have sort of an AI bot sort of talk to you like they would and make the same sort of jokes and stuff and just how fucked up that world that I, the whole concept of that world would be where wow. if you were if you were super deep in mourning like you might want to sort of talk to a mock-up of the person that you're missing but how that and then like almost all of them end in the inevitable the inevitable dark consequences like the the whole name of the of the show is black black mirror right mirror talking about like the screens that we have in front of us and and the darkness of the reflection of us and our uh, humanity oh, and, and it is really good some shit. send me some shit on this i will i will That's and anyway there's one of the one of the one of the episodes they we it takes place in some future time where everyone has a chip in their in their brains that you can go back and replay parts of your life so Whenever you're having an argument with your spouse about, you know, you never told me to take out the trash. You know, they can go and rewind to that time and, and, and right. sort of play it back right. for you and see, see how I told you to take out the trash. So here's something you don't know about me. And it's sort of like good news and bad news. The good news is I have a chip embedded in my forehead, my, my temple. And the bad news is it's a potato chip. And so it doesn't do for anything much. for me except make me feel salty and well, a little it's working crunchy. Though. Yeah. But anyway, so this, this, this question of being able to play back anything sparks that, that memory of that thing. And so as you might imagine, it's not a better world where everyone can, can play back everything that you ever said to them. Like, that's, right. we don't want, right. we don't want that. Right. 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 Like right. part of uh, the most important part of memory is the ability to forget things sometimes. There's yeah. a lot of things that I wish I could see again. Yes, of course. Compared to a lot of things I wish I could hear again. There you go. All right. So, and uh, even with the things that I'd want to hear, whatever I would hear them from, I might as well just see it instead. So, survey says seventy percent is with the video recording. So, they eh. humans are visual creatures, he says on an audio medium. So, hold on, I ran into an ad because I'm not paying for this crap. Okay. God, these are dumb. Would you rather have your blood sucked by a vampire or your brain eaten by a zombie? It's like, it's like, would, would you rather have your head cut off from your body or your body come off cut off from your head? Uh, zombie, because then I'd actually die. I wouldn't become a vampire. Well, and then you'd be reanimated as a zombie. Hello. Oh, is that true? <laughs> oh, wait. Let me rethink that. I'd rather be a vampire than a zombie. So me too. Yes. There you go. There you go. Eighty-six percent agree with us. <laughs> I don't think I don't think the zombies have a lot of action. <laughs> no, I don't think there's any enjoyable moments. 
but they just get up and go to their day job and then come home and then they they go to bed just like the rest of us just go home and eat brains all day and then come home exhausted would you okay let's let's have this be the last one because these are boring me would you rather all the money you obtain gets doubled or access the internet in your brain what access the internet in my brain yeah without I mean, a doubt obviously because, be well, because then you can make well. more money yeah yeah like, duh that's wow. stupid. Only 44%. These these people that use this app are like all about like I want more money. Oh god. Anyway, losers. Cuz they don't want to they don't want to they don't want to have to work to get more money than double. Right, exactly. Well, you know what? I mean, double double with no work or more than double with with some work. And they say, "Nah, I don't want to work." Exactly. The people who take this survey fucking lazy fucks. Yeah. That's it. I don't want That's more it. money. But I mean, you know, the people listening could go to patreon.com slash happy hour and give us a little more of that. We wouldn't hate that. But, you know, we need some sponsors. We'd rather have Internet Brain. So did you see that we were our latest stats show that we were actually at one point in the United States? We're currently at seven hundred and sixty eight of God only knows what in the U.S., but our best position in the U.S. was 428. Sweet. Which 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 I don't understand the data very well. I don't know much of what it means. Yeah. Um, very little, I think, is what I, it means. I, well, well, it means something. It's it's not made up, is it? Is it just fabricated? Is it just no. People... I mean, I think it's a value derived somehow, but but a meaningless a meaningless value. Yeah. I mean, if we had uh, 40,000 listeners, then we could actually sell an ad. But until then, until we get up into the top... God, no. See, that's that's dumb, because the the 400th most popular podcast in America is has a bunch of listeners, because podcasting is so popular. No, I don't think that's what it's a measure of. I, I think it's... I don't know what it is. Exactly. That's, that's why it's useless data. Yeah, it, useless. Might be, it might be of people using that analytics service, which is going to be a small fraction anyway. Who knows? I went to the beach the other weekend. That was nice. Son of a... Son of a beach. Tell me about it. Well, so... We live right next to the beach. And... Next? What do you mean next to? For us to drive to the beach takes... Eight minutes? Yeah. So, next to, you you can walk there too, but driving is a little bit quicker. And it's, but like my enjoyment of the beach, I like, I like long walks on the beach, and and then play and then playing in the waves. But I don't I don't like lying on the towel and getting there getting all sandy and and crap. So like my perfect day at the beach is to go there and walk. A couple miles Do on the beach, swim? and then and then have a and then play in the waves. and then play in the waves and yeah. swim a little bit, and, and maybe maybe rest on the towel a bit in the heat, but not sit there and read or lay in right. the sun or because because first of all tasks. it's first of all it's uncomfortable to to put on all that sunscreen because it's all sort of makes you all sticky and stuff, and and then when you come out when you come out of the salt water, you're also kind of yeah. kind of icky. Yeah. And so water, and then and then uh, as soon as I come out of the water, like my the next thing I want to do is be in my shower at home. You right. know. So. Plus you keep in the water. Right. Exactly. Uh, and well, I, I spend a good long time in the water. When you're wet. 
and they go back out in the water. You roll in the hot sand to get warm. Did you ever no, do that? No. Like a fucking reptile. Come out of the water. You're a little chilly. You go mm-hmm. in the hot sand. You roll in your stomach. Roll, get covered with sand. Like your chicken nuggets. Spit it out in your eyes. Get up. And then the little kids say, oh, God, it's a monster. It's a sand monster. Whatever. You oh. just go back out into the water. And then there's a sand, you know, when you splash in the water, the sand creates a halo of dirty, sandy water around you. Uh-huh. And it, it reminds me of TV dinner by the pool. What's your brother going to be? Got another year of school. That's okay. He's too weird. He's a bummer. He's a bummer. Every summer, he's a plumber. Ciao, baby. Got to go, man. That reference went so far over my head, I don't even know. When you edit next episode, it's I'll the same one. Ciao, man. Love you. See you next week, my friend. See you next week. <laughs> Mi amigo. Hasta la semana que viene. All right, that's it for episode number 68. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You can find the show notes where we have links to all the things that we discussed at happyhour.fm slash 068. And if you'd like to help us make this program, you can go to patreon.com slash happyhour. That would really help us out a lot and help keep this show on the air, internet, whatever. See you next week.